some of the barriers are really in our systems. The answers to some of the challenges are within the communities and the patients. We know that there are deep inequities when it comes to maternal health outcomes in this country, particularly for Black persons who birth. Dutank is proud to present Equity Insights. Hello, I'm Adam Colrus, business designer and partner at Dutank. Hi, I'm Shannon Welch. Senior Project Director with the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. Welcome to the third episode of Equity Insights, a podcast promoting equitable care in diverse communities. Through our partnership with the Commonwealth Fund, we've launched the Racial Equity and Healthcare Progress Report pilot at a national scale. This series is dedicated to learning more about equity, healthcare, and the Racial Equity and Healthcare Progress Report from professionals who've dedicated their lives to improve equity in healthcare. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode's interview. If you don't mind to start, um, just introducing yourself, um, any little background that you want to add in, in your role with IHI. My name is Shannon Welch, and I'm a Senior Project Director with the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. And I've had opportunity to work at IHI for almost five years now. And prior to, I worked in local public health at the Oklahoma City County Health Department. And I Loved beginning my career in public health to have kind of a broad sense view. And then I'm really appreciating the opportunity to dive deep in healthcare now. And at IHI, I get to lead and support teams that are focused on building equity um, within healthcare systems. And so I've had opportunity to work on IHI's Pursuing Equity Learning and Action Network, our other work with payer organizations with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts. We facilitated an equity action community for their alternative quality contract providers. And currently, the largest bucket of work that I have right now is around Rise to Health, a national coalition for equity in healthcare, where we are working to transform the healthcare ecosystem in partnership with the American Medical Association Center for Health Equity and a suite of racial justice partners, including Race Forward and Groundwater Institute and Health Begins and Policy Link. And I love the vision of this coalition. And I'm excited as now we're getting ready to embark on this and see what we can do and accomplish together. Oh, thanks so much, Shannon. And and um I, I love hearing your background from a public health perspective because I, I was professionally raised the same way. Um and have naturally kind of uh found myself where I'm at too. And and I think that We've seen so much momentum and energy around uh, the focus and push on on health and racial equity in the last three years in this country, given everything that we went through with with COVID, the murder of George Floyd, the social unrest of 2020. And I think um, what's giving me the most hope is to see that there's still the same momentum that we had a few years ago. And not just momentum, but we're seeing programmatic things pop up and we're seeing groups like Rise uh, to Health, like the Pursuing Equity Learning Action Networks, who are translating that momentum into real activity organizationally. So I commend you and IHI for all that work. Um, and, and we are privileged to be partners in you with that. Um, so I, I'm curious to hear from your perspective, uh, Shannon, what you feel are the biggest obstacles uh, and frustrations standing in the way of, of equitable care across the U.S.? Yes. You know, so... What I have seen with the wonderful people I've had opportunity to work and to coach on improvement, specifically around equity, is that there's a lot of individuals, they want to do this work, 
and they want to do it well because they want to make sure that their patients are able to receive the best, highest quality care possible. And some of the barriers are really in our systems and how we're set up. And so one of the barriers is around making the time and space to be able to dig deep and identify the true underlying root causes of what's producing the inequitable outcomes that we're seeing. Because we know that if we don't take the time to really analyze and have that analysis around what's causing what we're seeing, it'll lead us to make the wrong diagnosis and then treat the wrong things. And I think that perhaps has been a barrier in terms of how we approach getting the equitable care. We have to first make sure that we diagnose the problem correctly. Uh, love that. And, and, and really, if we are taking that clinical analogy and carrying it on, I think that's what we're trying to do with the Racial Equity and Healthcare Progress Report is ensure that we do the proper diagnosis and RCAing before we jump to treatment and before we jump to action and ensuring that that process is done in a way organizationally uh, that's not siloed and that's not one or two folks from the top, but that's inclusive of stakeholders across an organization and outside the four walls uh, of of your org. So uh, I, I love that barrier that you cited, and I, I think it's one that we align with as well. Um, so, so kind of building upon that a little bit more, and you mentioned um, the Healthcare Pursuing Equity Learning and Action Network, the Rise to Health Initiative. What are some of those other initiatives that, that IHI is pushing out uh, to enhance equity? Yes, yes. So in addition to those, there's also work that IHI has done and been a part of that are more content specific, say around maternal health. We know that there are deep inequities when it comes to maternal health outcomes in this country, particularly for Black persons who birth. And so there's work that we've done to be able to bring in the um, and quality improvement methods and the model for improvement that we use at IHI and to reframe how we use those tools to center equity, to be able to help us to be able to get to that root causes and actually diagnose correctly and then determine what the next steps are that we need to take around action to decrease the inequities that we see. And through mm -hmm. the Pursuing Equity Learning and Action Network, and also through Rise to Health Coalition, one of the first steps that we ask participants to do is to first get grounded. And again, that's going back to understanding the history of the local context and to help and support to be able to do that root cause analysis. And then also looking at data um, across all of the projects and the work that IHI is doing, we encourage people to stratify their data by race, ethnic, ethnicity, and language, and sexual orientation, gender identity, to be able to uncover the inequities. Because if we don't do that, we're at risk of masking them. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to then take targeted solutions to be able to design interventions that will make, whether it's access to care or how we deliver care in a way that will help meet the needs of those who are experiencing the most inequities. And what we know and what we've seen from that is when we take the time to design for who's having the most challenges, mm -hmm. it ends up producing benefits for for everyone and improves the system overall. Uh, that's great. And it, it's so exciting to have this discussion with you because of 
uh, the foundational approach that IHI has from a QI perspective to all that you do and, and everything that your organization has done over the course of the past 20 years to advance that field. And it's so exciting to see that same process be applied to equity. Um, and especially as you just framed that, you know, we challenge folks to get grounded, to look back on their history, to acknowledge that. But then we have a data-driven approach that leads to those interventions and action steps. And so as a, as a QI junkie myself, like I'm just loving the blend and, and how y'all are, are progressing that field um, just really in, in the right way into equity. So thank you for that. Um, last question here. I'm curious to hear since uh, IHI uh, and your organization has had some alignment with our, our racial equity and healthcare progress report, um, and you've had um, some of the folks uh, in your various groups through pursuing equity take the assessment, what value uh, do you think the progress report uh, is affording to organizations who take the time to engage with it? Oh my goodness, there is tremendous value to them taking the time to do the progress report because that gives such a comprehensive picture to the people who take the time to do the the assessment to be able to understand where their opportunities are to improve. And I think it's also a great tool to help point people to specific areas where maybe they didn't think of before that they should focus their efforts. And, you know, one in particular, I know we've talked about and we've used it in a lot of our work of partnering with patients, partnering with community and the level to which we do that. Because what we also know is that oftentimes the answers to some of the challenges are within the communities and the patients themselves. And so to be able to take a moment to understand how well we're doing that and to be, and also with the progress report tool, there's also resources to support people to be able to take action on the areas in which they need to grow. And so it's been tremendous for them to be able to get a good picture of where they are and then set goals for where they aspire to be. Uh, thank you so much for that. And, and, Piggybacking on that community piece, I think there's a lot of alignment there with, with your initiatives. And and I know that we've always say, we, we know that improving health equity must be done with the community and not to it. And so taking a very proactive stance on how um, organizations are engaging other stakeholders outside of their own four walls is, is the critical piece to to the puzzle. So I uh, appreciate you calling that out and, and for taking the time with us today to share everything that you're doing at IHI. Um, with the hopes that um, we'll we'll both keep continuing this journey and look back in, in 10 years or so and say that, hey, maybe that early 2020s, that was the tipping point for for equity. And, and just like it was in the early 2000s with QI, and that's where we as, a, as an industry started started moving the ball. Yeah. So just thank you so much for having me. I love talking about this topic. And one thing I would like to share is, you know, I mentioned briefly Rise to Health, the National Coalition for Equity and Healthcare. We're moving towards our full media launch that will happen coming up at the end of May. And we would just love for individuals and organizations to sign up and be a part of it with us and commit to take action. You know, we have the Pursuing Equity, which is kind of a part of a flagship offering of the Rise to Health Coalition. And there's additional areas for people to be able to get engaged, whether they are an individual practitioner, a healthcare organization, a professional society, um, pharmaceutical, biotech, and research organizations, or payer organizations. So we just encourage people to come and 
partner with us to be able to advance health equity and anti-racism. And the website is risetohealthequity.org. Thank you for listening to another episode of Equity Insights, a podcast promoting the equitable care in diverse communities. It was our joy to bring you a conversation with Shannon Welch, Senior Project Director with the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. You can learn more about her equity initiative at risetohealth.org. I'd also like to thank our producer, Alex Spiroff, sound engineer, Max Berner, and Kevin McClude for providing the music. Wherever you are in your equity assessment journey, know that you're not alone. Over 200 healthcare institutions have already engaged with the progress report. You can join the collaborative at equity.dotankdo.com. If you'd like to learn more about the hub, email us at equity at See you next episode.